Good morning, everyone. And good morning to everybody watching online as well. If you're one of those people watching online, would you write something in the comments so that we know you are with us? And hey, let us know where you're at, because me and Pastor Sam want to come visit you if you're at the beach. So um, the Children's Parents and Children's Council are having a meeting right after service, and there's child care provided if you would like to go to that. But not only that, there's free lunch. So, uh, I mean, you might even want to act like you're on the Children's Council. I don't know. Um, Wednesday night, youth, this Wednesday night, we're going to be at Stevie B's. There's some sad news for the kids. It's the first day back to school. So we always go and party at Stevie B's that night and celebrate. Um, and I have some pictures here, I believe, because you're not going to believe what the children's ministry did. And we had the youth there, and we had a blast. We were uh, packing shoeboxes and they were really awesome. Oh, there they are. Look how awesome they are. And they did a great job packing shoeboxes through the United Methodist Church. And those go to children in need around the world. Really awesome ministry that we do here. So amazing. And thank you all for participating in that as well. Because even if you were not there, you helped us with that. So thank you. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs> all right. So um, Wednesday night, the 17th. So not this Wednesday, it's the following Wednesday after that. Wednesday nights are back. Pastor Sam with the world's best Bible study is back. Catherine's here with the best children's ministry in the whole entire world. And Harriet Murray's back. And it's the second best Bible study in the nation. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's all back on the 17th. There's going to be dinner at 515. Make a reservation at the church. And then at 630, there's an ice cream social. It's going to be amazing. Um, and the youth have a series coming up, and we're going to start talking about open hearts, open minds, open doors, and what it means to live out that slogan. That's going to be our thing in the new school year. So that's all the announcements I have. Now I'm going to introduce our lay leader. Mark Condra has some words for us. A lot of exciting things going on for sure. Uh, last Sunday, um, Pastor Sam introduced the Pathways of the Future. And uh, this week you should have received a letter in the mail. And if you have it, please contact our church secretary, Susan Swan, make sure you get that. In that letter, it outlined the process the church will be going through uh, for the next couple months. And in that letter, uh, it mentioned a task force. And so part of my role as the chairman uh, of the board stewards was to select this task force. So I'm here today to let you know uh, who those task members are and just, uh, and I'm so pleased to, to announce our task force members are by, by alphabetically by last name, of course, Keith Copeland, Debbie Hiltz, Karen Owen, Joni Smith, Harry Vance, and George Varner. And this group is a non-voting group, uh, all uh, established to make sure that our process, this vote we're having on September the 18th is fair, balanced, uh, operating with full transparency and with the grace in a Christian-like manner. So just want to let you know these people all uh, are uh, eagerly volunteered. No one had to be coerced. And uh, I, you'll notice they all have several things in common, several characteristics. Number one, they're all longtime members of Gadsby First. They've all held or are currently holding a leadership position in this church. So I think they all are respected members. And so I'm, I'm honored and privileged to be part of this group. And um, they also uh, obviously love this church, right? They, they elect to get involved. And in closing, I just want to challenge everyone to get involved in this process because the, the, this church you know, is uh, certainly the lifeblood I've, I've been a member of this church longer than my daughter's been alive. And I know that goes for, 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 for a lot of you. Uh, but I want to challenge everybody to get involved in this process. Uh, participate in these meetings. Become informed, right? Don't become victim of panic and fear and disinformation on social media. Find the facts, right? Find the facts and get informed. So it's a privilege and it's an honor to be serving uh, Gaspar first, thank you very much.
Good morning. Y'all may be seated, and I think Miss Catherine's going to take our children to Children's Church at this time. Here we go. Always fun at Children's Church. Hello to you, and hello to you watching and uh, worshiping with us online. I'm glad that you're here. Glad that we're connected in that way. Um, I just... Um, Mark just did a great job telling about a, a task force that we have. We talked a little bit yesterday about some things that are coming up and uh, some meetings we're going to be having, speakers we're going to be having. You're saying, well, I don't even know if I understand all of that. Well, we want to know what you want to know. So we have a survey. You can go online and, and take the survey online. We can get you a paper copy and you can take it by paper copy. We want to make sure that everybody is, is up to speed as we can help you be. Uh, and also, I want to tell you that between services, between this service and the next service during the kind of the Sunday school hour, I'm going to be in my office and I'm, I'm going to set an alarm clock on my phone because I don't want to be late for the 11 o'clock service. But um, I'm going to be there. If you just want to pop in and say, look, I'm confused. Uh, I've got a question about this and I'll, I'll help you. So every Sunday, and in the meantime, my doors are going to be open. Uh, Pastor Andy's door will be open. Uh, and um, anyway, so there's a lot of opportunities for you to get your questions answered. Uh, go to our, our newsletter this week. Go on our website and newsletter. Sheila Freeman has done a beautiful job of laying out the process and the graphics, and it looks all nice and great because she did it and I didn't do it, but it's, it looks great. Um, you have an opportunity to give, and I hope that you'll take it. I hope that you'll continue to support the ministers of this church. You can see by what we talk about that lots of things are going on. Our inviting ministries team has just gone crazy. They've got about 20, 25 uh, really cool church mugs with candy and information about the church that they're going to be delivering to people who have visited our church to welcome them and invite them. Our, our missions team is going strong. The youth, I don't know how they did the axe throwing without uh, hitting Michael McKibben with an axe. That was, uh, that was great. Great job, Andy. But they're always doing stuff, and children too. And um, so continue to support your church. If you have a chance to serve, serve. Let's pray. God, thank you for this church, which is your body. We are your hands and feet, Lord. And uh, we want to be prepared to do what you've called us to do. We want to give our time and our resources, our tithes and our offerings. We want to give our love to the community in which you've placed us. And we want to offer that with just celebration in our heart, Lord. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
I appreciate our praise band so much. It's like, um, it may not be the exact same people every week, but we get the exact same thing. We get a bunch of uh, great music that leads us to the heart of worship, and I appreciate it so much. Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 40 will be our gospel lesson for today. And I invite you to turn there with me if you brought your Bible with you or if you want to pull out a pew Bible, if you just want to follow along or your phone app, so many different ways to do that. Or just listen, Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 40. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so they may open the door for him as soon as he knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. If he comes in the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We're starting a new series today. Uh, just a little short series. And it's called Ready, Set, Go. And this is the ready part. And that's kind of the thing for the day. Be ready. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Be ready. Be ready. Every day when I um, get up, I, I just say a little prayer to myself. And I say, Lord, send somebody across my path today that, that I could be a blessing to in your name. That I could love and serve in your name. And um, I, I say that prayer. And I, this weekend, I had to make a trip to Walmart. And I was going in, and you have to understand, when I go to Walmart, I don't go to just, just kind of wander around and look on the aisles. I'm seek and destroy, right? Anybody else like that? I got my list. I'm not varying from that list. I'm seek and destroy. And so that's the way I was. And I, had, I, was, I was thinking about what aisle, whatever was going to be on. I didn't have a long list. But as I was coming in, there was a guy that was kind of hanging around the front door where the buggies are and he was a, a, a homeless guy I think he was a homeless guy um, he was disheveled and and he looked like he was a homeless guy he was going around trying to find uh, cigarette butts that looked like he could pick up he's going picking up cigarette butts that he saw to, to see if he could find one that he could still get some good out of and just the Holy Spirit, as I was going in the store, Holy Spirit just kind of impressed my heart. You, you need to help that guy. Uh, but I talked myself out of it because I had my list and I was focused on my list, you know, I got, and I got in there. Well, and then I started having a conversation with myself. Well, he was looking for cigarette butts. Doesn't he have something better to spend his money on? And you, you know what? Uh, and if you just helped him, he'd probably just buy cigarettes. And then, but I also pray this little prayer to myself when I get up. It, it's like, Lord, help me to be more compassionate and less critical. Because I can be super judgy. Did you know that about me? Just mostly on the inside, but I can be super judgy. And, and, and so I just said, Sam... I mean, come on. How many years were you addicted to tobacco? A lot of them. Okay, up to about 25 years ago, I was dipping Copenhagen like a cowboy. I mean, so, I mean, who am I really to be judgmental of, of this poor guy who's trying to find... The only difference is I had, I had enough money to buy a can of this stuff. So I, I, I thought, okay, quit being so judgy. Um... And then I thought, well, I don't have any, because I don't carry any cash with me. I thought, I don't have any money, you know. I'm still having this conversation with myself while I'm getting my items, you know. I don't have, and then I remember, well, I got $5 in my wallet. And so I'm, between this time, I'm getting my stuff and I'm checking out, and I had decided, okay, I'm going to get, I'm, I, I even had the $5 in my hand as I was pushing the buggy. 
and and I thought I'm, I'm give him five dollars and he can buy um, a, a biscuit and a cup of coffee or he could probably get a pack of cheap cigarettes for five dollars if that's what he wanted to do then you know I'm at least gonna try to do that and I went out the door and he was gone I couldn't find him anywhere I missed my opportunity you know maybe I'll see him again sometime maybe I'll have another opportunity but for that one I wasn't ready you see it, it, it was a surprise a surprise chance to be a blessing to somebody I wasn't ready be ready I have a hard time I need to be reminded to be ready because it's not just things that are surprise sometimes I can have something on my calendar and then not be ready for it oh come on there's got to be somebody else out there smile and nod or just like I know that somebody else has done that before several years ago I had a, a, a district superintendent that he, and that's kind of like my boss and his last name was Stonebreaker it was a fitting uh, it was he was kind of had the personality of a sledgehammer and but I, mean, I loved him he would he would just he would fight for you but then he'd turn around and fight you that's just kind of the personality he was ex-military kind of guy with you know tattoos on the forearm like Popeye but that's who he was and I and and I loved him I had my consultation. Pastor Andy, you know, like if you have, they tell you when your consultation is going to be, you go in and talk about all this stuff in the church. And you put that on your calendar and you don't forget it. That You might forget other things, but you don't forget that one. Ken, you know, you don't forget your consultation. My consultation was at 8 o'clock uh, one morning. And that's when it's like, okay, that's what. And that morning rolled around. I got up and I sat on the back porch and I drank my coffee and just listened to the birds and I, I rolled on into the office and I sat down talked with the secretary for a while and then I went into the office and sat down and I opened my calendar and I thought oh no it was about nine o'clock and it's a 30-minute drive from the church to the district office and so in sackcloth and ashes I called <laughs> my district two superintendent stonebreaker and begged him just like I don't even have an excuse I just forgot I had it down and I just forgot I was not ready be ready be ready so be ready for what in this situation if be ready is the theme for this whole gospel lesson what are we ready for well just in a nutshell be ready for the return of Christ be ready for the return of Christ Jesus is coming again it's something that we confess and and as a part of our foundational parts of our faith the articles of religion in our book of discipline and in our Apostles Creed and it's in our communion liturgy we believe this is the mystery of faith Christ has died Christ is risen Christ will come again it's just that we don't know when. We don't know when. Hang on just a second. I'll, I'll be right back. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay, did you miss me? I know that's awkward, isn't it? It felt kind of weird. Now, you're not even really supposed to do that, especially when you're like on camera. You're not supposed to do that. Did you expect me to come back? I promised you I'd come right back. What if I'd been gone for 10 minutes? Would you have still been here expecting me, ready? What if I'd been gone for 10 days? Would you have still been here? Ready? Y'all are just like, ain't no way. These three ladies right down here were just like, tough luck, man. Well, Jesus told his disciples, I'm coming back. But then 
he delayed. And they thought it was going to be like next week, but it wasn't. And then maybe next year, but it wasn't. And so how can you still stay ready when you don't know when someone's coming back? And that's really what our problem is, is we might think that we know. We might have somebody that tells us, oh, well, I know this and that. And so-and-so said that we're living in the last days. Well, the Apostle Paul thought he was living in the last days 2,000 years ago. All we really do know is that it will be an unexpected hour. It'll be like a thief unexpected hour okay do any of y'all remember what you were doing on May 21st 2011 I don't either um, but I know one thing I wasn't doing I wasn't watching Jesus come again and you might have a vague memory of this, but back in 2011, there was this guy named Harold Camping, and he was he's a, like a retired NASA engineer, and he had mathematically and um, kind of a, like a self-taught Bible thing, he had figured out that Jesus was coming back on May the 21st, 2011, and he bought up a bunch of billboards around the country not as many as Alexander Shinara, but a bunch of them. And he had on there, Jesus is coming back May the 21st, 2011. Imagine our surprise when that didn't happen. And I don't really mean to pick on uh, this one guy, but actually we should not have been surprised because he wrote a book back in 1994 about all the reasons why Jesus was coming back in 1994. He had a track record of doing this. It's just whenever anybody tells you that they know when that's going to happen, they're contradicting Jesus' own words. What you need to know about the second coming of Christ is a two-word sermon. Be ready. Be ready. That's it. So how do, we, how do we live ready? Since we don't know when it's going to happen, how do, we, how do we live ready? Well, Jesus uses an illustration, and he uses two things. One is he says, be dressed, okay? That's how you maintain readiness. You, you're, you're dressed, okay? And then his second illustration is have your lamps lit, and, and these are biblical references. We know that the, the lamp has oil. The lamps they used had oil in them. And we know the, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Had, some of them had oil for their lamps. Some of them didn't. When the, when the groom came, then uh, they weren't ready to light their lamps. And the oil, we know, is represented anointing and Holy Spirit. So you could say... Uh, that is, be, be filled with the Spirit, ready to let your light shine. Being, being dressed for what? You can be dressed for a lot of things. We, and we know that the Bible says in, in Galatians 3 that as many as are baptized in Christ are, have put on Christ. So we could, say we could be dressed with Christ. Ephesians chapter 6 says, put on the whole armor of God. You know, put on the, the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the, the belt of truth and the, the sandals of the gospel of peace, you know, the, the shield of faith. And be, be, but this isn't that kind of be dressed that Jesus is talking about here. In this, in this gospel, he's saying be dressed and ready to serve because he's talking about the uh, master which represents Jesus, and the servants, which represent us. In other words, be dressed and ready to serve at all times because you don't know when that opportunity is going to come up. Be dressed and ready at all times. Be dressed and ready at all times because you don't know when Jesus is coming back, but be dressed and ready to serve at all times because that's who we are. We're servants. Be dressed. Be ready. We don't know when we're going to have a chance to be a blessing to others. 
And we don't know when Jesus is coming back. And when he does come back, we want him to find us working, don't we? Not arguing, not splitting hairs over things, but actually at work. Being ready means knowing Jesus. Now, some people say, well, I'm... I know about Jesus or I've made a decision or whatever. Knowing somebody is different than knowing about them, isn't it? Um, when I was about 15, 16 years old, I, I um, went, it was a big deal to me. I was going to get to fly on a big old jet airliner with my uncle to go up to see my family in Wisconsin. And we went to the airport in Memphis and I was so excited, I was looking around, everything was, was new. It's the first time that I got to fly on a, uh, an airplane. And we were waiting at our uh, gate, and I heard over the announcement, we were, let's say gate six, I heard over the announcement, Cool and the gang, go to eight six, gate six. Cool and the gang, go to gate six. And I was like, really? Cool in the gang? Do you, if you're like, who's cool in the gang? Talk to me later. I'm like, I was like, cool in the gang, really? And, and sure enough, here comes the coolest, hippest looking group of black guys that you've ever seen. And I'm, I was just totally fanboy, you know, over cool in the gang. And so I, I got to stand leaning against the wall talking to J.T. Taylor, lead the guy, he was eating an ice cream cone. I'll never forget it. And I talked with him, and I just kind of geeked out over Cool in the Gang music and everything. He was so nice, and he was so just chill and unassuming. And we talked for about five minutes, and then they got on the plane, we got on the plane. You know, later on, you know, when I got to start going to concerts, I got to go to see Cool in the Gang in concert. Now, I didn't do this, but what if I had tried to crawl up on the stage and said, JT, man, my man, JT, I know you. And he would be like, what? No, I know you, I know you. You know, we, you, you were eating ice cream in, in the Memphis airport. You know, I know you. And he's like... Security, get that guy out of there. I don't know him. It's different knowing about somebody. It's different. You know, I think the, the evangelical church has gotten kind of hung up on, on making a decision. Make a decision. Make a, you know, and um, I really like what Richard Stearns, uh, the, the guy who wrote the book, um, Lead Like It Matters to God, that we studied as a leadership team, wrote another book. He was longtime president of World Vision. And this is what he writes in his, his uh, this is the first book of his that I read. He said, merely saying a sinner's prayer no more leads to a life-changing relationship with Christ than simply saying, I do, leads to a long, successful marriage. A marriage is built on thousands upon thousands of daily expressions of love and sacrifices made for the ones we love. In strong marriages, everything changes. We don't just say, I do, and then just do whatever we please. Can we put ourselves first, be unfaithful whenever we want, spend our time and money to suit our whims and ignore the deep desires of our spouses and still claim that we have fulfilled our wedding vows? Of course not. Neither can we say, I do, to Jesus, and then live our lives according to the desire, ignoring his desires for obedience and service. There's a dramatic and serious implication of saying, I do, to our spouses. And there's dramatic and serious implications of saying, I do, to the Lord of the universe. It's not enough simply to be a decider. Jesus wants disciples he wants servants who are dressed and ready the instruction to be dressed and ready at a moment's notice goes kind of all the way back to 
the book of Exodus when the Israelites were being instructed on how to eat their special meal, the Passover meal. And they didn't have time to let the, the dough rise, so they ate, you know, unleavened bread. And they, they ate with their, with their traveling clothes on, right? And they had to be ready to go at a moment's notice. So as we come to eat our special meal today called Holy Communion, I pray that, that each of us can kind of recommit ourselves to being dressed and ready, right? Clothed in Christ, lamps lit by the Holy Spirit, nourished for work in the kingdom, prepared at any moment to be a blessing to somebody else until Christ comes in final victory. Let's be ready. Let's pray. Lord, none of us knows the day, none of us knows the hour that, that you will come back for us. But we do, as one of our, our core principles of our faith, believe that you will come back. And when we celebrate Holy Communion, we celebrate that. So until that time, until you come back and your kingdom on earth is like the kingdom in heaven we want to remember and we want to be ready those two things so Lord as we come to the table today that's what we want we want to remember and we want to be ready in Jesus name we pray Amen I need to um, let you know about a couple of things as we as we take communion together uh, it's it's our custom to to come and and kneel uh, we in celebration used to to use intention and come and dip the bread in the cup but uh, uh, since COVID we've changed things around a little bit so we come and do the the traditional way that United Methodists have, have done by by kneeling at the altar and um, we also have open communion, which means that, that everyone is welcome at the Lord's table, regardless of your membership status or if you're a member anywhere or what. The only thing we ask is those who come have a hungry heart to know Lord, the Lord. And uh, also, if you're worshiping online, you can celebrate communion with us too. Just just find whatever you have on hand. Go to the kitchen and, and get whatever you have on hand that you can use. Uh, and that can be your reminder and your um, call to be dressed and ready too as you celebrate you're connected with us in that way. The other thing I want to tell you is that it's also our custom to leave a communion offering on the communion rail. Um, and that is just a special offering that goes directly to help those in need in our community we have a lot of people who call our church asking for help and um, the the piggy bank is empty right now for because we've helped a lot of people haven't we Susan we've helped a lot of people and the piggy bank is, is empty for that so if you can help fill that back up by just leaving an offering a hundred percent of what you leave on your communion offering goes to help um, people in our community that call for help. So I want to uh, invite uh, Pastor Andy. He's going to help me serve to come up, and then we will serve uh, members of the band, and we'll go from there. Body of Christ given for you. blood of Christ shed for you.
Now, won't you come to the table of the Lord? where 
have our benediction now, I want to um, in, invite somebody that, that has been a part of our, our church family for a long, long time, but is, is joining officially today. Dolores, would you and Charles come up? Charles has been a, a member for a long time, and I did not realize until Dolores um, came and talked to me that she had grown up Catholic and just never had to officially join the church. So um, I talked with her about what it meant to um, to be a member, and and um, so so they won't feel lonely. Is there anybody else? The doors of the church are open. If you want to come and and join by your profession of faith in Christ or by changing your membership from another church or another denomination, then you're always welcome to do that. You can come hang out with Charles and Dolores. Dolores, I ask you these questions. Will you be loyal to this church? Will you support it by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Then I welcome you. Welcome to the family. Charles, you chose wisely. <laughs> All right, will you stand for the benediction? Oh, Lord, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you've given yourself for us. Go with us now as we are strengthened by your spirit to help us to give ourselves for others. Help us to be dressed and ready. In Jesus' name, amen.